0: To
1: Virgin Australia If you're a velocity frequent flyer member You hear that bullshit That's the sound Of your flights getting cancelled A day before you fly to fucking Adelaide How are you Sean? I'm not great <laughs> <laughs> Nah it's clean living as always baby um, Yeah I'm supposed to go to Adelaide tomorrow And I booked a direct flight from Brisbane to Adelaide Virgin decided mm, Nah nah bruh That ain't good enough how about we'll cancel your flight? They just
0: weren't it. matching your intensity. They clearly. weren't
1: matching my intensity. We'll move your flight half an hour earlier, but you can now stop over in Melbourne.
0: Yeah, that's dust. That right. is so dust. Yeah, no, stop over flight you're gonna, is just the worst.
1: Hey, if you're going to do it, upgrade me to business, baby. I've got alcohol to drink. I've got time to kill now because I'm stopping over in Melbourne.
0: That's true. Um, Slap, and, just absolutely just delete a few $19 mid-strength beers at Melbourne Airport. Yeah.
1: So I'm actually considering about popping a a bid for like 150 bucks to go to business because I'll make that up easy, surely. And like dinner as well. It's free pissing business, isn't it? Yeah, it's clean living. Yeah, so nice. the next, so the the worst bit is I have to stop over, but the second worst bit is that a flight from Melbourne to Adelaide even exists.
0: Eh, nah, it's not too bad, dude.
1: It's like flying from Brisbane to Ballina.
0: <laughs> you ever been to Ballina Airport? No, I haven't. Nice place. Is it? <laughs> uh, no. I, we actually, I don't know how, but we spoke about this. There's a few of the boys at work that were talking about it. A few guys they're from Casino actually. So they've probably been to Ballina Airport a few times. Yuck. And they said there's just one security guy and one like security archway thing that you got to walk through. Right. It's sus as fuck. No one gets checked for anything. So it's a smuggle spot. Absolutely. If Mate. there's anything that ever gets smuggled into Australia, it's likely through Ballina Airport. Through Because it's not the Newcastle
1: Port anymore. Did you see that thing? No. Yeah, there's cocaine strapped to a bottom. There's people from South America strapping like kilos, like hundreds of kilos under the bottom of boats. And then there's divers at Newcastle Port diving underneath these new like massive like shipping containers and pulling the cocaine off. And the the boat guys don't even know about it.
0: Nice, good times. No wonder Newcastle can't play footy. Yeah. Busy doing other things. Yeah.
1: And then so one of the divers died a couple of months ago. Well, that's not ideal. You can't sample underwater, brother. Mm. that ain't it
0: doesn't quite work that way
1: speaking of doing that kind of stuff i was just teasing you before about how you've never been to Cavill avenue on, a, on a, at night time
0: yeah so i reckon i've probably yeah maybe 10 times 10 ten Mate, honestly I'll take and honestly one... and yeah and honestly 10 is a stretch
1: dude one and a half is my line i'm taking unders
0: nah i've definitely been i reckon yeah, i've been into a nightclub 10 times and four of those Oh may maybe four of those were probably in brisbane they were all on one night goodness that was a large night that was a large evening. what what was the club you go to do you uh, remember is there a red there's a retros up in yeah the it valley. sucks I so we went in there i got I got um, mildly king hit there then we went to another place in between going then to wild Rhino. is that a thing
1: uh um, not really a
0: nightclub it's more like a pub or a bar
1: white rhinos and surfers I'm not too sure about Brizzy. And this could have been ages ago, so it might have actually been a thing. Brisbane and I don't get along very well, so
0: Yeah, it wasn't I mean, I don't like going out at the best of times. I've d i have I mean the people going out in the quote unquote the valley. I've never people ever, talk about it all the time, it's not that good.
1: I've never been let into Rick's.
0: Going going out So Rick's bar? I reckon I've tried
1: ten been. times. I've been denied ten times. Why? I don't know. You're I not mean,
0: not good looking enough.
1: I don't know. They let me into families all the time, which used to be a three story.
0: Club. No one, no one should let you anywhere near families. Well,
1: um, uh, we went on a Sunday, thinking like it was normal, but it turned into a gay bar. So I was like, I was fresh, I was fresh and hot meat.
0: Nice. So the manly players wouldn't want to go there.
1: Yeah, all the manly boys were there <laughs> in their in their pride jerseys.
0: Oh, nice. And then there's Ian Roberts, old dog, <laughs> poor bloke, can't catch a break. Uh, well, we might uh, move on, jump straight into the cricket. So not a heap on the cricket front this week, really. Um, I suppose we we saw... Mate, do you reckon um, their flights get delayed? Nah, I doubt it. They've got their own jets, surely. Speaking of, David Warner probably have mm. his own jet by now. You reckon? Nah, not After quite. After he cashes in, dogging mm. Australia and going to UAE. Yeah, so there's a big report that came out this week that he's going to... Uh, you know, Obviously, a lot of the Australian players are now going to be available to play in the Big Bash with South Africa cancelling their one-day international tour out here, which... <coughs> which subsequently was so that their own players can play in their version of the Big Bash, like their domestic T20 tournament. Um, but reportedly, I don't think it's actually been confirmed yet. Allegedly. Allegedly. One of the that great David, reporting words. That Dave, yeah, yeah. I sound like Buzz Rothfield. Mayor yeah, man. Yeah. Um, that he is signing a massive deal um, in the UAE T20 tournament. Dude. Which apparently is paying stacks. Like, Imagine It's how like a two million dollar three three-year contract.
1: Imagine how corrupt that league is.
0: It's like live golf. No, you don't reckon that's not corrupt? Not as corrupt as UAE cricket. Oh, um, what Saudi golf? Saudi You're joking? Saudi
1: golf be wait because I don't care about golf. Whereas the UAE, like cricket, they will actually care about the result. Saudi golf couldn't give a fuck. It's just
0: a big middle finger up to the PGA Tour in America. Oh, I anyway. knew. Precisely the second one. But I, as per usual with the media, I think it's a complete. Storm in a teacup. You reckon it's Story. a beat up? No I, I, I'm I, not saying that it's not true I just don't think It's a massive issue It's not unprecedented For people to turn down Stuff To go and earn more money Doing something else
1: I don't love it That it's against our own league though Like we our, We've said for ages Actually since the day Episode 1 How shit BBL is Yep It's pretty annoying That one of our better BBL players If he was available Has decided to go To the UAE league instead but if it, if it wasn't
0: if it wasn't for South Africa pulling out, he wouldn't have been available anyway. But but now he has the choice. He's making the wrong one. Well, I don't know that it's right. Or, I don't know that you can say what's right or wrong for for any person. But actually, I, I
1: mean, I mean, you do. We tapped into this debate when we were actually having that before.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we we touched on this last week about people turning like Mitchell Stark not playing in the IPL and not playing in the Big Bash purely to keep his body fit to play for Australia. He's been a real patriot. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still not playing in the Big Bash, despite the fact that he's often available. So the, the bad taste, though, is he isn't
1: snubbing the Big Bash to cash check that he could probably do anyway later on.
0: Yeah. But I, then again, Mitchell Starks was also,
1: 31. Dave
0: Warner's 36. He doesn't have that much international cricket left in him. I, honestly, I know. He'd,
1: he'd, have, he'd have less if he didn't
0: get caught cheating. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, that's something that, like... And it's a real shame because nearly no matter what he does in his career, there will be a lot of people that remember him first and foremost for that that scandal over in South Africa, which is a shame because you look at it on paper and he is one of Australia's probably five best openers ever. He still owes. Yeah, but I mean, people are going to just gloss over the fact that, uh, like I was having this conversation with, I feel like I say this every week now that I'm back living with mum and dad. But I was sitting down on the couch having this conversation with my dad. <laughs> I knew Eddie was going to get a mention here. <laughs> and we were saying, so who would you take? Are you taking Matt Hayden or David Warner? Hayden. Their records are very similar. Yeah, Hayden, every day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know that it's as clear cut as a lot of people think, probably. I mean, Matthew Hayden's average was better, um, but he did beat up on some rubbish teams. And we used to play... Rubbish teams the more often. Worst teams more. We used to play Bangladesh and Zimbabwe a bit more than we do now. We That's, only really see, we never see Zimbabwe and we only see Bangladesh once every five years. So to be fair to Haydos, you can only play what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah, and I know that. And I mean, David Warner and Matthew Hayden both are very similar in a lot of ways, despite their. A bit of foot it's enormous, different, <laughs> different stature. They both bat quite similarly, quite aggressive, both left-handers, Alphas. top of the order. Just alpha kind of opening partners. And, well, you know, both of them didn't cope particularly well with the moving ball overseas, particularly in England. Dude. Both of them, uh, Matthew Hayden, despite he had one like that will go down in the history of time as one of the best series by a foreign batsman in Asia. That series he had in two thousand one against India, where he made six hundred and something runs in three tests, and decided he was just going to fucking sweep everything. He just disregarded anything else he'd ever done overseas, and just decided, I don't care what you're doing, I'm sweeping everything. Harbhajan, Anil Kumble, anyone didn't matter. He was just going to sweep it. Harbhajan with the chukka. with the spin, against the spin didn't matter. It was all time. But you've you there was a good chunk of David Warner's career where he was Australia's second best bat, dude. I was just for thinking, a long time. Probably eight years, I reckon. Two questions for you. Yep. First one. Who is Warner's best opening partner?
1: Chris Rogers. It's not even close. Ooh. Yeah. That's not even my answer.
0: I fail to see how you could have another option. Usman. I don't know that the sample size is large enough yet.
1: Okay. <laughs> Second question. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking? Usman or Justin Langer?
0: I... To open with
1: whoever you pick out of the other two.
0: That's a real tough one. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the moment, you'd probably say Usman Khawaja is
1: I would have. In. I would have taken Usman anyway because I wasn't the massive JL fan. But to be fair, it's hard not to love him. Yeah. It, well, he, he like didn't need to do
0: anything special because Haydos was doing it all. So, I mean, Usman Khawaja's career test average is higher than Justin Langer's. As a test opener, definitely, obviously, but it's a much smaller sample size. No, I don't know. I I don't I genuinely don't think Justin Langer and I'm a numbers guy, I don't think Justin Langer's stats do him justice at all. Okay. So what I about- think he when he first when he people a lot of people forget that when he first went into the Australian side he was young and he was batting at number three. Mm. So he was out of batting out of position and he was like he, he made his debut in the fucking early nineties. Like this was it, this was against Kirtley Ambrose and Courtney Walsh and Co. My Georges in, the, in their heyday. This like it just fucking scary stuff. Not to mention, you know, the Pakistan lineup that had Waka Yunus, Wazi Makram, Saklain Mushak, like there was some seriously threatening attacks going around world cricket at the time and he kind of just you know, nutted himself out as just this all guts and grit cricketer um, and I think got overshadowed by Matt Hayden in a lot of ways and that there are a lot of scenarios where you'd probably take Justin Langer over Matthew Hayden. Not saying that he was a better player. No, no. I'm just saying that there's a lot of scenarios. You know, when the going got tough, I would rather have Justin Langer there than Matthew Hayden. So then, just in general, Langer or Buck? Bucky? Nah, you're probably probably taking Langer. Again, probably not a fair um, representation of Chris Rogers' career either because oh, I, genuinely, I genuinely think that his best years were past him by the time he got a proper crack. And that's no disrespect because he was very good when he was playing for Australia still. One of the simplest techniques you'd ever see going around. Dude. But he had 20,000 first-class runs behind him to say, yeah, this, my method fucking works. One of my favourite openers ever for Australia, Simon Kadirich. Yeah, and he was. It was so strange how he batted, but it worked. He was probably similar. Like I mean, if you were picking his peak years, they were probably three or four, or probably three years before he got a proper crack. He, so he had he had an unbelievable season, two thousand and seven. Eight, Eight, nine, yeah. somewhere there. Him and what? Him he just scored a thousand runs in the Shield season.
1: Him and Watto opening. There was a series where those two would just bat literally the whole first two sessions. I'd just sit there and watch every ball. Yeah, and then they'd both get to 90.
0: And, and run each and other out. Yeah, and yeah. Just yeah, do dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, Katic should run Watson out and then Katic should get himself out or vice versa. It was just dumb as fuck. But they were both very good. And yeah. But we um, still take
1: so none Catted. for 180 every time. Yeah,
0: so um, to go back to the original question you asked me, I'm probably taking Justin Langer. Over Uzi, just. If Uzi keeps batting like this for another year, then I'll put him in the same category. Okay. I've got another question for you. Go on. If you gave him the same amount of time,
1: like overs, between Nathan Lyon and Stuart McGill, who's better
0: and why? Um, Stuart McGill would take more wickets. But you reckon Lyon's better? I reckon that's so tough yeah they're so they're so different
1: it, it, who Nathan, you, okay who would
0: you rather i you only pick one i forever. think there is an argument i i think there is there is some world that exists that where Shane warne doesn't overshadow stuart mcgill stuart mcgill takes 500 test wickets i agree i, I genuinely think he was that good you could even mount an argument that he was australia he's been australia's second best spinner post-war.
1: Yep. I'd be listening. It's not Funky Miller.
0: And people forget, (laughs) and honestly, people forget as well, it's not as if he only played 20 tests and took 50 wickets or something. No, no. He took 200 test wickets. Yeah. He was a serious cricketer. And I think, and it's quite common when people talk about, you know, the tests, you know, he only ever got a game when, you know, the... Conditions were favourable and Australia wanted to play two spinners or whatever. But you look at those tests and... He outdid him nearly every and time. Stuart McGill had a better record in those tests than Shane Warne did, which speaks volume of Stuart's uh, how much of ability.
1: That, how much of that is them packing up shop to Warne
0: and going after Stuart, though? Oh, lots, you would imagine. And, and obviously, I'm not going to sit here ever and say that Stuart McGill was a better bowler than Shane Warne. But if you could have been. you know if you if you're getting on into day 5 of a test match and you need wickets you're taking Stuart McGill because the guy could leak 40 runs in half an hour but he'll get you 3 for yeah he could seriously he was probably a bigger turner of the ball than Shane Warne which he's is wrong and was a lot unbelievable. better yeah so uh yeah serious cricketer and probably doesn't get spoken about enough mostly because he's just kidnapped somewhere now yeah My man, that was was sick. It was a rogue story. Dude,
1: Stuart McGill getting kidnapped in Sydney for for something to do with his wine business. And I'm just going to, I'm winking at the imaginary camera right now. Yeah, the wine. Yeah, Yeah, the (laughs) nose (laughs) wines.
0: The nose grapes. Uh, um, The other thing I wanted to mention quickly, we spoke about him on the podcast. um, A while ago now, Uh, Devolt Brevis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. so, who's only, what is he, 19 or something? Or 18? No, I think he's only 18. 18. Anyway, he's young a freak and he went, went absolutely um, off with a bang over in the IPL. Well, South Africa seemed to have uncovered another young fella. So, Bullshit. Um, Tristan Stubbs. He's playing in his first international innings yesterday, batting oh, at number six. How square head are these names? He made 72 off 28 balls. Eh? Yep, at number six. He brought it, up his 50 off 19 is balls. He's the new David Miller for him. Seriously. So they've and so they've got two guys under the age, or 21 or younger, who look like they're going to be see, the serious future of their... Uh, definitely their white ball stuff. Um, but how exciting. That's unreal. And then Moeen Ali went out and made an 18 or 16 ball 50 or something for England last night. Yeah, that
1: was pretty sick. hit a really nice six over cover. So
0: if you're... Full if you're, Brennan, got if you're Brendan McCullum and... India have... Uh, sorry, in England have a test series if I'm Brendan overseas. McCullum,
1: just quickly, I'm drinking a lot more milk. I'm getting to six foot. What? If I'm Brendan McCallum, I'm drinking lots more milk so I can get to six foot. Why? Because he's like five foot six.
0: Oh uh, whatever. Underrated cricket brain in the 21st century. But anyway, that's a different... That's a story for another day. So what was your question? If you're going... If you're an England selector, England coach, whatever... Can't do worse, what they've been doing lately. And you're going... No, the test coach. Okay. So, Brendan McCullum, that's why I brought him up. Yeah, yeah, cool. And Obviously. you're taking a squad to India. Are you taking Moeen Ali? Yes.
1: I agree. Yeah, I, I'm i taking Matt Parkinson. I'm
0: taking Jack Leach. And I'm taking Don Bess. I'm I'm leaving Matt Parkinson at home. Ooh, I get it, because Leggy's
1: in India. I haven't had the best record. I'm
0: taking Moeen Ali,
1: Jack Leach, Don and Bess. Don Bess. I'd... I'd almost want to take Parkinson even as, even as a net bowler just yeah. get some experience.
0: That's fair. I just think, we, and we've spoken about it before, the lack of impact that leg spinners tend to have in the subcontinent when the spin is so sharp. He is special, but... Yeah, but you need you just need to be quicker through the air. Like, we saw... Like, he bowls significantly slower than Mitch Swepson. Yeah. And we saw that even Swepper bowling was too at slow. mid-80s is still too slow. Yeah, yeah. So, I just think finger spin is the way to go. And Moen Ali, just... It's pretty quick. everywhere he goes. I mean, he bowls whenever he bowls in the IPL. Whenever he bowls in the limited over stuff, in England seems to be very, very effective.
1: The other reason I would take him is because they always play left arm finger spin, and he's left handed bat.
0: Yeah, so not as important. And just he plays a bit subcontinental as well. He's very wristy. Plays really. He plays spin quite well, but he's, and he's also quite aggressive. So he really fits the mold of what England are trying to do in their red ball setup at the moment. So, and he's famously oh he retired from Test cricket. About reckon, two years ago. Do you reckon Baz can pull him back out? No, he already has. As soon as um, McCullum got named as the test, uh, test coach, Moe and Ali came back out and said that I'm, <coughs> I, would, I would consider making a return to the test arena. Which says that he was clearly just not a fan of Chris Silverwood or whoever was the coach before. Was Chris Silverwood, I think. Yeah, was well, so, Silverwood, yeah. Um,
1: Wait, he's over doing Sri Lanka now, yeah? Yep. Do you reckon he gets paid? They're, they're in a deep
0: Reception? Reception?
1: No, I said reception.
0: You said reception. No, I didn't. don't yeah, put peas in my mouth. Is as good as it is, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I reckon it's touch and go. Um, speaking of Sri Lanka, the are paying him on tick. The other thing I wanted to mention was uh, Jaya Jayasuriya, who made his. Oh, I have no chance of saying that. Who made his debut against uh, against Australia in the Test series? Yeah, and yeah. He took twelve wickets on debut. Yep. Against Australia,
1: is there any relation to the great man?
0: I don't believe so, um, but this is a guy, they actually refused to pick him a couple of years ago, I think for the England series, um, due to they didn't think he had enough match fitness um, to play test cricket. Uh, sorry, guy, we're watching uh, the Roosters' Brothers melee game. Lindsay I think Collins. Lindsay Collins has just oh. been knocked out cold. He looks cooked.
1: Brothers in a different dimension.
0: Anyway, uh, Jaya Saria has taken 29 wickets in his first three tests. Genuinely making this game look easy. Yeah, no, Lindsay Collins is just folded. He's cooked. Eyes are in the back of his head before he hit the floor. Um, which is uh, second all time. As his eyes roll backwards, he could see the world around him because there's nothing up there. It's hollow. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, 29 wickets in his first three tests, which is equal second all time. To who? In the first three tests. So equal with... Give me two seconds. Equal with uh, Charlie Turner. Who? Cool who, bowler for Australia, but around about the turn of the century. Oh, okay, yep. From the 19th into the 20th century. Yeah, yeah I assumed. And uh, and first is Huwani for India, who took 31, also took 16 in his first test. That is some outrageous numbers. Outrageous starts. So that's unbelievable for a guy who two years ago was considered not fit enough to play test cricket. Was he round? Oh, like, he's not the fittest looking guy, but you could probably... Say, oh, I mean, like Rungan Herath wasn't exactly the fittest Dude, looking guy either. They would sweat either. it out. You'd lose yeah. kilos playing a anyway, test match. So he's scored 15 runs and taken 20, 29 wickets at 20. He's bowled 1,300 balls in his first three tests. That's a, That's a lot of bowling. That's a lot of bowling. That's a lot of bowling. Not fit, though. That's fucking 200 and something overs in three tests. Nah, no thanks. Great enough, that, man. Anyway, he just took five for in the in the fourth innings against Pakistan oh. to wrap it up. They won by 250. Um so and mate, look, they, to be honest, that, that national s-
1: team should start betting so they can you know, feed the country.
0: Uh, yeah, seriously. They need to uh start paying some uh paying yeah. some money back to the government. Oh mainly maybe just gone in. Um that's all I got for cricket this week. Yeah. So I've got, might move on.
1: Uh overrated and underrated. Yeah, I've got pesos for the uh for the cricket mate.
0: Yeah, sick. Do you want to kick us off for overrated and underrated then? Mm. Yep. Go on. Kimchi. Uh, I've not had it. Fuck, Jack. It looks good, though. Dude, I think hard about these things, and yeah. you let me down. Looks, This is not the first time this has happened either. <laughs> yeah. This has happened with the... What is it? Um, bread top or something? Bread top, yeah. V- uh, Vietnamese cuisine. Yep. A lot of it. Oh, here we go. This here we a, go. This is another Andy. So, Dad comes home the other day, and they were out doing an install for a job. And he comes home, and he goes guess what I had for lunch today? I was like, what, Dad? I don't know fucking." <laughs> he goes, there's this little Vietnamese joint at an Australia Fair and it was delightful. And I said, I'm pretty sure that's the one Sean's talking about.
1: Yeah, that's one of them.
0: Oh, my God. And I, I was like, the world has come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's like deja vu all over again. Do you know what kimchi is? Yeah, it's like fermented cabbage or something. In it? chili. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's quite spicy. It's Korean. Yeah, yeah. Is delicious.
0: Yeah. No, it looks but like I said. It looks hot. Looks somehow,
1: hot. still overrated because
0: the
1: amount of the amount of like how high people hype this shit up is unbelievable. You see, like Sam Lucas spice level people going, I love kimchi. I reckon I have not had it because it's actually got a bit of a bit of tang to it.
0: Yeah. No, it looks hot. I, I, pe- I mean, I've not. Had I know it. people I'm that not-
1: look at peppercorns and get a sore tongue.
0: I, I assume it's an acquired taste though, like fermented anything. Can be a bit how you going and, it, I mean it's kimchi, wait
1: actually to be fair, it's like sushi it's
0: if it's real good, it's good <laughs> if it's okay, if it's bad, it's real bad. I feel like we're gonna have to have a live tasting, and I'm like my white boy palate is gonna have to be tested against some of these exotic flavors of the world,
1: yeah, yeah, I'll sort that out. I'll sort the food out, you just um, you just get, I'll, you can have beer though you don't have you do have a milk, that's cheating,
0: yeah, okay, fair, uh all right, uh, my first one. Ordering an entree at dinner. Ooh.
1: It depends
0: on like what like what type of restaurant you're at. I I think it depends on the cuisine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. So I reckon
1: if so, give me your cuisine and we'll go through them.
0: So Italian, like, Italian, overrated. I agree. Do you still though? No like when you go to an Italian restaurant, do you still order an entree? No. Yeah, okay.
1: Unless I do. I, if, I, if I'm on a date <laughs> and they want like, che- like garlic, like cheesy bread or something. Mm.
0: I'll See, approach. I reckon that's overrated. Like uh, the garlic and cheesy bread. Like, like if the, you go into a pub or something and you get in a pub feed, you want a garlic bread, you fine. But when you go into an Italian restaurant, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, entree for Italian, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. I, like a really good bruschetta. I, I'll think eat.
1: It, I still think it's overrated though. Yeah. What about like Thai? I know what your entree is. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah go you, on. What's, no, my, nah. what's my Thai entree? I'm not, I'm not finishing your sentence for go you. Go on.
0: It massively underrated Thai entrees. <laughs> and I mean, I, I suppose it's a little bit different. They, with, are, under, with
1: they are underrated,
0: but Asian, I still don't order one though. I, I suppose Asian cuisines, it's a little bit different because that's kind of their style of eating. Like it's not even really entrees. Like how they eat is more, you make five meals for five people, but it's all designed to be picked up by everyone. I hate it. So like so even so Korean or Vietnamese or um, whatever, like you go and like spring rolls, dumplings, wontons, yeah. fucking pork buns, stuff like that. It's all designed to be shared. No, you're absolutely correct. So I think the entrees are underrated in Asian kind of things. Yeah, but only because. That's kind of how they are designed to be eaten. So, what is your entree for Thai? Tell the fans. Uh, so, uh, butterfly coconut prawns. They are elite. They are unbelievable. I've never had them before I went to Thai Jack. I reckon, oh man, I reckon I've been having them as my entree for Thai since forever. Oh, we used to go to Thai Lana's, which is this little Thai joint on ferry you note. Know, Chern Park? No, on the Gold Coast Highway in Southport. This, it's not even there anymore. It was yonks ago. Anyway, and I remember... I, Bro, you're we you only 26. Them, relax. We ordered them one day, and they were so fucking good. And I was like, this is it. So I've never changed. I've never ordered anything at a Thai restaurant for entree other than butterfly prawns, other than one time where we went to a Thai joint that didn't do them, and we've never been back.
1: <laughs> I do appreciate how, in some aspects of life, you are quite tight with your money but you'll happily grab an entree
0: yeah no and i don't know i I suppose food is one of those things that i don't really skimp on i guess as you shouldn't there's like there's certain certain things in life that i don't skimp on and quality is one i just don't have a lot of stuff but the stuff i have i like to enjoy (laughs) Um, i'm a simple man
1: yeah the only time i really get an entree is if we get a tie like as, uh, but only if you're dining in. I won't get takeaway entrees ever.
0: Yeah, I still do, but you definitely don't enjoy them as much. They're not as good. Yeah.
1: Or if you go to like somewhere close to the ocean, I'll get oysters. Yeah, okay. Oysters and rock salt sort me out.
0: Yeah. See, I don't eat oysters. You haven't tried them? I haven't tried them. I can't bring. Them. We can't. went to we went to a restaurant. They put oysters in front of me, and I couldn't bring myself to try one. Dickhead. Nah, couldn't do it. How I long ago not was this? Bring myself
1: was this since that episode?
0: Yeah, absolutely it was. Bro. Yeah, that and muscles. Couldn't bring myself to try them.
1: You know what, got... you, you, obviously, you're not what you eat.
0: <laughs> nah, nah. Muscles. Oh. Muscles. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. What, you got any other cuisines or are you moving on to your. No, yes. I'll move on. Go on.
1: So, my next one was uh, bagels.
0: I. Look. Another one of those things don't have a lot. And I don't really eat like breakfast bagels. like
1: breakfast bagels for example
0: but like I reckon they're probably s- perfectly rated maybe slightly underrated I'm actually I'm going to change my mind I'm going to say slightly overrated No dude they're a fucking bread roll with a <laughs> hole they in are them They're massively overrated They're a bread roll with a fucking gonna... hole in
1: them So when I worked at Varsity the the I think it's called Blackboard Cafe in in Varsity near the pub they had a coffee there. I've got a coffee there Way price to start with. That should have been the red flag for me to not buy the bagel. Salmon and spinach bagel with cream cheese. How much did I pay for it?
0: Oh, $22.
1: <laughs> with the coffee, it was nineteen.
0: Oh, that's not too bad,
1: dude. It's ridiculous. It was a twelve dollar bagel, and it was spinach, but it's it was got ri-
0: salmon on it,
1: dude. It's smoked salmon for a start. So, it's still got salmon in I it. I need the omegas, but I don't need. <laughs> I, I don't need the dent in my bank Need them out.
0: healthy oils. That's alright, you're on the big bucks now anyway
1: No I'm not What do you mean? Nah dude, my rego came today, look at this So Nine. the Vuvu <laughs> The Vuvu For 12 months Aren't
0: oh, you trying to sell the thing?
1: Uh, yeah, no uh, <laughs> Yeah um, $977 for 12 months it's brutal. That I is brutal.
0: I don't even think my rego's that high. Why should rego that high? Would someone... suck at driving, I suppose. <laughs> no chance. No, no That's <laughs> insurance.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, if, if, if anyone that's listening that would like a uh, 2014 Volvo, very well looked after, uh very speedy, slide in my dams. We'll work out a price. If you start under 20, I'll just totally get fucked. <laughs> it's done um, a under 100,000 Ks. No big services for a while.
0: Mate, in this market, you'll get 28 for that.
1: Yeah. Um, or, anyone out there, if you see my car, feel free just to write it off. Slash the tyres. If, if it's parked, run into it. All good. I'll flick your G. Con- I'll flick con- your band.
0: Continue to run into it. Continue to run into it. But if you're going to do it, do it properly. Nice. Uh, my second one macadamia and white chocolate as a combination.
1: Uh, Jack, what's something I don't eat a lot of? And what's something that I don't think is overrated in general?
0: cookies chocolate but what so when you have a cookie what and i'm saying mostly macadamia and white chocolate chip cookies oh from subway yeah the flavor combo
1: mm. what do you think
0: no i asked you i'm
1: trying to think of the last time i had one
0: i'm just talking on macadamia a, and white chocolate yeah flavor i'm, I'm as trying a to think of the flavor i'm like the,
1: spastic. the top of my tongue with Fuck. The, top of my, the my mouth of my tongue I, I think it's okay no, no, I remember now. Overrated. No. I'm not a massive macadamia dude. I remember as a kid trying to eat a macadamia like fresh, like a, like a peanut, and like putting it between the back of our molars and biting down as hard as I could and getting nowhere.
0: What, trying to break the shell? Yeah, dude. So what we used to go... I we, thought I had a Thanos to, draw as a seven-year-old. Nah, we used to stay... When we used to stay down at Nan and Pop's in the school holidays, we used to go out to uh, like someone's property and they had macadamia trees. So we used to go and like hand pick all these macadamia nuts and we'd take them back to Nan and Pop's and Pop had a the vice. tool? No, Pop had a vice like on his workbench in the garage. So we used to go out there, put him in the vice and wind the vice up to crack the nuts out of the shells. Wow. It was sick, I'll never forget it. It's yeah, fucking awesome. I love macadamias and white chocolate macadamia is underrated. Easily by far, not even close the best cookie at Subway. Nah. Not even close, boys.
1: I I like white chocolate. I don't mind macadamias. I don't like them together that That's much. That's fine.
0: You're allowed to have a different opinion. You're just wrong.
1: No. Um, but yeah. So my, my my grandparents had a macadamia tree too, but they had the little tool.
0: Yeah. So to, obviously, to, to break the so shells.
1: Mate. Yeah. yeah. I think I don't like macadamias because
0: I ate so much of it. What? They you had this. What one. I Wait. have. I have never what? ever understood. The whole concept of I consume too much of one product, so I now can't stand it, never understood it.
1: You also haven't eaten enough of one product yet.
0: Well, (laughs) I'm not a fucking idiot. I am.
1: I've had a lot of mangoes. (laughs) Dude, they're different though. You can't get sick of mangoes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I don't know. Not once have I ever loved a food so much that I've overindulged and then started hating it. I just don't see how that could possibly be a thing.
1: I think that was me with ice cream as a kid because I don't touch it now. I bought ice creams for the first time in like five years. I bought a box of Golden Gay Times because they were $3. Mm. It's yeah. down from eight.
0: Not really an ice cream guy either. But anyway, um,
1: Dude, you have a third one? I do. Let me just find one. Because I've only got
0: two, so this will be the last
1: one. Okay. Look, we're sticking on the food theme. Uh, crumpets. Underrated. Overrated Massively overrated Nah Dude you're So g- yum You're just getting buttery ripped. and good You're getting ripped off They take bread out To make the holes And you pay more for them
0: Bit like the bagel
1: Yeah You fucking idiot <laughs> I said bagel's
0: overrated Oh You fucking idiot oh, that's, <laughs> that's quite unfortunate We'll just edit that part out <laughs> No we won't The <laughs> uh, crump- crumpet though Overrated Nah crumpets are so good They're buttery and yum And tasty And it's so good that. Referring
1: to certain types of anatomy as uh, so, So-and-so's crumpet is underrated <laughs> Mitch Pearce going to get the French crumpet <laughs> Underrated uh, Righto When you, you have crumpets though What do you have them with? Butter? butter.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think everyone Just about everyone else in the family Peanut butter? No Never had peanut butter on a crumpet I'm going to try that
1: It's it's okay So the only way I'll have a crumpet
0: Right um, A few people at home have honey
1: Oh, actually, no, I've had that.
0: A lot of honey on their crumpets. I'm just... What about honey? What are your thoughts on honey? Underrated. I think it's slightly overrated. Bro. Why? It's so p- it's so
1: useful. You can put it in so many different things. Yeah. Ambi- no, the I'm just
0: the fla- amb- <laughs> you're just trying to make yourself sound more photosynthesis. No. <laughs> it's not cap. It was useful. That's correct. cap, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just think the flavour of honey, like honey on toast. I've never been a honey on toast guy. Oh I just dude. don't no, I just don't think it's it.
1: Mum used to like love that as like a five year old. I'd wake Actually, up. and she'd give me honey is- on toast and she'd cut him into
0: soldiers. There's one thing that I'll have honey on. And it is if I have a bowl of wheat bix, honey on wheat bix is elite. Wheat bix overrated, <laughs> like massively overrated. No, I think they're slightly underrated. We could d- genuinely go on forever. Bondi, anyway.
1: Bondi used to as a kid. Callum Bond shout out. He, I'd stay over at his, and I'd wake up to him putting like four wheat bix and milk into the microwave for like five minutes. And, oh. then, and then he'd grab the bowl, but it'd be too hot. So he'd be like, ha, 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 and then drop it on the bench every nice. time without fail. Perfect. Many All bowls right. have been broken.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we might move on. Uh, we'll just jump into general sport. How general is this sport? I think it's going to be one sport in particular. Well, we'll touch on the NBA quickly. Let's do that first. Draymond. Yep. Has come out and wants a max contract. and is willing to move and go and play somewhere else for a team who will give him the max. I have a few thoughts. I want to get your thoughts on it first.
1: Yeah, so I have my real thought, and then I have a funny idea, which is a little bit out there. So I think, fair enough, get your money, brother. He's already had a max contract, mind you. Yeah, go get it. Because there's no guarantee he'll crack the media game. And outside of basketball, I think he'd be a useless twit. So go get your money. You've got your rings. No, he's it. got
0: a podcast.
1: Yeah. Anyway, defensive player of the year. Like he's achieved what he's probably ever going to achieve, apart from another ring where he sits on the bench. Get the money. Second thought. A little bit more left field. Golden State should sign him to a max, and then put him in a trade package to make the salary out for Kevin Durant. Yeah. So. What do you think?
0: I there's a few different angles that is a long way to look at that. Um, I think do I think he's worth the max?
1: No, obviously absolutely not. not. I don't even. I reckon he's about half a max.
0: Yeah, Who, like he's just he's not. And I actually I'm surprised that he came out and said I want the max. Because maybe I, I, think, God's, I think their championship window is still open. Same here. But maybe, if they sign him to a max, it's it is slam shot. So He's over With Because you sign him to a max Which then means Down the track You don't have room To sign all of Paul Moody Kaminga Wiseman You just don't Without having to move him But Can you imagine Trying to get rid of a 34 year old Draymond Green Who's getting paid 40 million a year
1: No I Actually can't Oh no, you you couldn't. I don't. I don't think there's enough draft picks.
0: I'm actually unless not, I'm actually not sure there'd be too many teams in the league that would pay Draymond on the max. In fact, Golden State might be the only one.
1: Nah, there's one more. Sacramento. Yep. New <laughs> <laughs> right. York. New York was the next one that popped <laughs> in my head. So there, there is one more that's popped in my head yeah. actually. Eastern Conference. Brooklyn. Nope.
0: Charlotte? No, the Wizards. The Wizards. The Wiz kids. Yeah. Um, I actually think Atlanta would sign him.
1: No. No, they made a good trade with the Spurs. Yeah, again, DeJounte. Yeah. They're actually I, looking no, all right. I think
0: uh, the whole Draymond thing, is he worth a max? No. Do, not I even think, close. do I think the Warriors will give him one? Yes, I do. Really? Yep. I, don't... I think Joe Lacob came out. He's actually been fined for it, talking about how oh. the league's luxury tax collective bargaining agreement is all bullshit. And basically saying that, you know, the league are penalising the teams that are willing to pay the money to be good, basically. Which is exactly how the luxury tax is supposed to work.
1: Yep. I do love a Joe Lacob, completely wrong, prepared to pay the fines. (laughs) He just doesn't forgive a fuck. He made a tampering thing a couple of years ago that was all time as well. Yeah. It's like... I think he, he may as well have started the conversation with, I'm going to get fined for this, but here it is anyway.
0: Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it's very, yeah. Like I said, I, I just didn't think it would be something that he would do. I, I thought the opposite, actually. I thought he'd be the type of guy that would go, you know Take what? Hundreds. You know what? Like, re-sign me the next, like, three-year 60 mil So what, and see uh, how we go, or four-year 100 mil. Whatever.
1: I reckon what's happened is Golden State's massively low boarded. And he's like, pay me the max, bruh. And hopefully someone meets him in the middle. Yeah, maybe. That's a very like grade eight negotiating, but that's the kind of guy Draymond comes across as to me.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. With- It'd be interesting because they, they 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 would be significantly worse without him. Despite yeah. the fact I don't think he's worth the max.
1: They're one or two years away from being able to transition out of Draymond into like a Kaminga Wiseman um, and the other one that I'm missing.
0: Youngster. Bull.
1: Moody. Bull. Moody, Moody, Moody.
0: So, yeah, I don't know.
1: Just on the, the defensive end.
0: But very, very interesting uh, couple of weeks, months coming up to see what uh, what evolves in that space, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of NRL to go through this week.
1: Where do you want to start?
0: The NRL's ruling around HIAs. So we saw last week... The Knights were taking it to the Roosters, to be fair. They got up. They kicked a penalty goal to lead 2-0 after about 15 minutes. They had dominated the first 15 minutes against the Roosters. Had them on the back foot. Matt Lodge comes flying out of a line. Collects Kalen Ponga. High. Not a whole lot of force, though, you would have to say. And but I think collected in, him high. It wasn't
1: intentional. Ponga's just fleet-footed, but, but he still he shot out of the line. Hit
0: him in the wrong spot and chinned him and Ponga was pretty cooked before he even hit the turf yeah I think he was out before he got to the ground he didn't He didn't even really brace himself as he fell just he just him. fell and so he got rubbed out third concussion in six weeks I don't think we'll see him for the rest of the year no but my gripe is the fact that yes it was a penalty on field but last year or the year before when the NRL, and it was last year when the NRL really cracked down on the HIA on the, the um, sin bidding of players high contact there was a massive outroar about it and I think it is ridiculous that someone is... Because he was obviously you could tell that he wasn't coming back on the field after he went off. He went off for a HIA but it, that was purely as a formality because he was done. Matt Lodge was allowed to stay on the field and after that the Roosters then ran in 42 unanswered points.
1: So... It's not as easy as just sending the guy off that does No, I know.
0: That. And you can't retrospectively send a guy off. You can't let him keep playing and then 10 minutes later when Kalen fails his HIA then send him off. Yeah. that's. I'm not saying that that is a thing. I'm just saying that there needs to be a more severe penalty because what is stopping, say, Manly tonight sending some spastic out who will play his one NRL game for the year... Do you mean Fulton? ...and just come through and collect Tedesco with a deliberate elbow... Yeah. Just to knock him
1: out. No, exactly. But I think looking back on it, that Simon real was a lot fairer than what's going on now.
0: I, I agree. agree And, and I know now there was I know there was outroar about it at the time, but I think it it was probably better for the game because you have to say that people were being more cautious.
1: So so what do you do, like theoretically? I'm just thinking on the spot here, do you if when they get sent off for a HIA, and it's clearly because of that tackle, do you just send that person off for the same time? And if that person doesn't return, they don't return either?
0: Yeah, see, I mean, we were spitballing ideas about this um, off mic. To me, that makes the most sense. But then then there's the opposite. Like, what's stopping a team from, say, Tedesco comes across trying to make a try saving tackle, collects some spastic slightly high, and they go, oh, HIA fail their HIA, and then Tedesco's rubbed out for the rest of the game. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. And I mean, like, you obviously, this was just a poor example because it's a big front rower on one of the best fullbacks in football. It's just, it's it's a hard cop, I guess. It just, it was a bad look, and it felt like Newcastle got the massive short straw. It must be hard being a Knights fan, eh? Oh Jack Witten, shout out I'm still waiting for my slab of young Henry's mate I think Oh uh, dude that's going to taste so good because oh, they taste free. like winner's piss mate Um I, and I like I don't know what the answer is whether it's you know that player has to go off the field not like it has to be replaced or what I I really don't have an answer for it and there's ne- I don't think there is a perfect answer and a perfect oh, way to handle it. I don't it. want
1: that see so sub
0: them off but they can't come back on
1: Yeah. So it's effectively like the HIA.
0: Yeah. So so it's obviously not the disadvantage of having to play 12 on 13. It's
1: still 16 on 16.
0: It's still 16 on 16. And you're still allowed 13 on 13 on the field. It's just that you get rubbed out from the game just like you rubbed old mate out of the game.
1: I think that's probably the closest you could get.
0: Yeah. But again, you start getting into hazy territory when you get into something like that. Because what is stopping teams from basically saying, mate, you're going to fail your HIA so that we can get this superstar rubbed out because he collected you slightly high mm. I don't know it's a tricky one um, but it all obviously uh, then we saw later in that round the Dale Finucane tackle on Stephen Crichton
1: yeah so it took a bit of
0: which was well, horrific yeah it was very su- uh, the result I superficially say. disgusting <laughs> yeah no I agree I <laughs> and that is I think the prime example of the nrl oh, they've absolutely reacted to the injury it's it's absolutely the wrong call yeah it sets a really bad precedence finucan's quote was pretty good did you read it uh yeah something uh yeah go on i think i read it though
1: yeah like to paraphrase it, it like it's it was an accidental contact with the head with the head, head clash it was a head clash and you suspended for two weeks for it yeah so, so that, that's now set a, a precedence for that, it's even murkier waters now. It's clear, yeah. it's mud's clearer.
0: And I do agree with the the NRL's logic behind it, saying that yes, the uh, it is on the defender to take uh, like to you know keep players' safety in mind. Yeah, so their theory was but, because he rushed out of the line, but, lost, if it was Stephen, but if Steven Crichton gets up and plays the ball. That's the end of it. That is the end of it. It never gets looked at. It didn't even get put on report. There was no penalty blown at the time. It was a head clash. It was a freaking head clash, man. I think it was bullshit. Same, as be Proper
1: beat I thought it was ridiculous. To one of the better guys from 42. Yeah,
0: I agree. So, And not good for the Sharks, because the Sharks have got a reasonably tough run coming into finals time. They play the Rabbitohs this week, an informed Rabbitohs, you'd have to say. So, missing one of their key middles, so... See what happens there. The other suspension that came out of it was Corey Waddell. with and there was, I mean there was a big media beat up, really unlike the media to build a storm in a teacup, make a mountain out of a molehill. How the else? Did, whole, with mate, the whole Tino Fasua Malawi did, coming up against the Bulldogs and all of the Bulldogs guys were like, oh, we're gonna fucking smash him for what he did to Matt Burton.
1: Um, how else do you make that game interesting? It's fucking yeah. 12th versus 15th. Shut, yeah. I shut don't your lips.
0: So, But anyway, Corey Waddell yeah, just stuck his fingers in Tino's eyes and got five weeks, so Oi, fair enough.
1: The best bit, did you, did you read the judiciary notes?
0: I read that someone, they tried to defend him by saying there was no pressure on the eyes.
1: Corey Waddell in the judiciary said, my fingers were not in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at the photo and he has, I reckon, three fingers in Tino's right eye. Yeah, and his eyes were in the left. And actually. then they said... Oh no, he was not applying any pressure. He was making a tackle.
0: Yeah. How Even does that, fuck up sound? Yeah, no, it was dumbass. I can't believe Oh man. So that's a, stupid. That's,
1: they're proper lawyers too. It's yeah. not like you yeah, and no, I Yeah,
0: no, they're legal representation. It's it's
1: not you and I going a choppy going, mate, I didn't say that. Prove it <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Bake made me do it. Yeah. So no nah. and I mean the and then it, this was all capped off, this round of craziness by the finish between Oh, in the game between West Tigers and the Cowboys, where the Cowboys looked like they had it sewn up. And then the Tigers scored two tries late to get a point in front with one second to go. There was one second to go on the clock. One second. The Cowboys kicked off. Kyle Felt flopped into... One of the Tigers' centers, yeah, they're, Tommy they're, Talau, maybe is he even no, still playing? the rookie center. And after they were one allowed to challenge it, it went upstairs, you c- and which you couldn't challenge. And the spastic said, "Yep, penalty." And the Cowboys kicked a penalty after the siren to win the game by one point. It was one of the most fast kill things I have ever seen in sport.
1: It was shocking, the fact that the challenge occurred. Um, was was rubbish to start with, and then how bad the call was. And do you know who it was? Ashley
0: Klein. Ashley Klein, who's just done all three Origin games. That cunt is rubbish. So he's not. Um, he's not refereeing this round. He's been sat Ooh, for a week. He's fucked up for twenty rounds and he gets one week off. Yeah. No. I. I honestly. I. We were watching it at the pub and I could not believe it. I looked at it and thought there is no. Kyle felt was like five six meters away from the ball. I just thought there is no way that they can possibly justify giving a penalty for that. Kyle Felt really initiated the contact, flopped, and got the penalty. Yeah. It was nearly verging on cheating. It it is, was foul. It's man. pretty close. I hate it. And he got up laughing. Yeah. I'm not a big Kyle Felt fan, but... I think it was a terrible look for the game to what was otherwise an absolutely spectacular finish to what should have been a rubbish game of footy.
1: Dude, it's just, and it's now put Tigers last. Yep below titans
0: so now you have a note here you wanted to talk about the roaming center
1: mate undervalued seriously look at look at the origins from like the last couple of years with tommy roaming center teams need to play it more man there's some proper there's some
0: gun centers that'd be able to go like
1: joey manu elite like
0: so they need to, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pose something to you here If you're the Roosters, what do you do with the Joey Manu situation? Obviously, he wants to play in the halves or fullback. He's obviously never going to get a crack at fullback unless Teddy's playing Origin. Yeah. So really, and he's not a halfback.
1: No. So he's a six. I have an answer. I have two answers. The short-term answer is roaming center. Yep. Um, Until Luke Keery has one more head knock and he has to medically retire for concussions. And then... Your, your halves combo from last week with Walker and Manu, 7-6. And I really like that. In the meantime, a roaming centre, dude, he's, he's basically a six that defends at the number four. And he's like, a, he's proper elite.
0: Can you have Manu as a roaming centre while you've got Tedesco there as a roaming fullback?
1: Yep. Because then he can play
0: like a proper 13. I don't know, there's still only one ball. I don't know, I just think for now, while you've got so many ball centric kind of players where to be effective, Kiri needs to have his hands on the ball, same as Walker. Teddy doesn't really, but he's a very, very he's their best weapon. He's nearly the best weapon in football with Turbo injured. So I just think that they like they've just got too many guys, not everyone can have the ball at once. And I think and unfortunately at the moment Joey Marner is the guy that misses out. And he plays in the centres. I don't
1: think Kiri's got more than two years left in him anyway.
0: Oh, I tend to agree.
1: Maybe even one. I,
0: and I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins are making a call and, to the Roosters and seeing if they want to offload him.
1: That would be real smart.
0: So they're probably not doing it.
1: Yeah. No, they haven't been too bad. They're not Sacramento Kings yet. Um it's But think about the other teams that could have used a roaming centre. Like, you know what would have been a great roaming centre this year in Origin? Matt Burton, Jack White. Both sixes that play centre that could roam around pretty well. T- Turbo's an obvious answer. Dude, Latrell I, Mitchell. Latrell Mitchell when he was there. But like even at Cleveland, roaming center. Katoni Stags, roaming center. I
0: don't think so. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that kind of guy. Valentine. I, I Valentine. think. I think. Hot take. Katoni Stags is closer to a Talakai type player than he is to a roaming center.
1: Well, I disagree. I think he's closer to a six than he is to Talakai.
0: Oh, he's closer to a six than. Than Talakai is
1: Like he's closer On the spectrum To a six Than he is to Talakai
0: I don't know I just don't know That his ball handling And stuff is that good I think he's He's I, I, he's just a center I reckon He's yeah. just got center For life written all over Val
1: him. Holmes roaming center Or the Hammer Roaming center
0: Nah Don't love it Really? Nah Adam Dewey would be A good roaming center Yeah but now
1: he's playing Six
0: baby He's a roaming six Let's talk about that too So Luke Brooks got injured uh, yeah, so Luke Brooks out for five to six weeks. His season's Which I done. think is probably season done for him with a calf injury sustained at training. So now we all get
1: to see what we've
0: all like wanted
1: to see the whole time. Hastings seven, Dewey, Dewey six. six. That's going to be pretty late. And
0: then Offengawi back, at, back at 13. Where he's been really good. And Dane Laurie back fit again playing one. So they've got a, a good one, a good six, a good seven.
1: They'll still lose by 13 this week.
0: Yeah, they're playing the Broncos. Yeah, at think They're, at some they're shit creek without an oar. Yeah. Yeah, no. And Broncos back to pretty much full strength, so should be good to see. I think Tomato Martin's still out. Is Cobo back? I think they reckon Cobo should be back. I wouldn't be surprised if they give you one more week on the sidelines, though, given it is only the Tigers. It's only the DMC, mate. Um, but yeah, I see um, in the media this week... Tessie New has come out. So then this is all in regards to Reese Walsh obviously uh, signing with the Broncos from next year. Yeah. Tessie New saying yes, obviously Reese Walsh is a great player, and you know, if he was here right now, he'd probably be playing fullback. But you know, if I given I'm the fullback now and if I have a good preseason, I really think I could match it with him. I don't
1: mind the attitude.
0: It's a great attitude. You've got to He's got his it. fucking head in the stars, but
1: you've got to earn the
0: jersey off me. Which they, which Reese Walsh, which will. he did by signing the contract. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I th- do you think? Um,
1: I don't think Tessie's a fullback, bro.
0: Where do you think he plays? Center. So does he replace Herbie?
1: No. I wouldn't mind Tessie at fourteen.
0: I reckon. I reckon Herbie's just about gone. This this Reese Walsh thing, because they basically signed. Herbie for that extra year They've only signed him For a one year extension So does he go to the Redcliffe? And it was it, Well I wouldn't be surprised Herbie was, wants to play fullback And yeah, he can't pass a, No but that's what I mean He was basically said Look I'll sign this deal If you give me a, a, a gig Playing fullback And the Broncos said Well th- there's a very good chance That that'll happen So yeah we'll give you a crack But since they his, Since he signed that deal Tessie News come back Ten times better mm-hmm. Then Tomato Martin was playing nearly Unreal. the Broncos' most important player outside of Renault and Carrigan and Payne Haas and that any of the like the yeah. you know, role players. Silky. And now Reese Walsh is about to join the club as of next year. Herbie's the fourth fullback in, in line, and he doesn't want to play center.
1: Herbie's a winger, mate. He has no. He's never got his
0: passing license. Nah. So I just think. Oh, he's I a think great play, run of the year, footy. Next year he comes back, has a ripper year in the centers again. I think he plays center because I think he's a better player than Tessie Mew. No, me too. So I think he plays center with Stags, Stags Cobbo and Oates still on the wing. Reese Walsh at fullback. Ezra at six. Renault at seven. That's elite. Yep. Payne, uh, is Corey Jensen signed long-term? I would assume so. If I fucking hope so. Him and Payne up he's front. A, he's a bargain buy. With Billy Walters at nine. Then you got Carrigan and uh, at lock. Yep. Capewell as one of our second rowers, Jordan Ricky, Zach Hosking. Then you've got um, Kobe Hetherington. You've got Corey Pakes to come off the bench at fourteen. I, I would then got Kobe Hetherington. I would Tom Flegler. Dude, I wouldn't mind you at fourteen instead of Corey Pakes. Yep. I suppose there that, that might be something there. Maybe try and develop him as a fourteen type player. Yeah. He'd be like the, a
1: better version of Dylan Walker.
0: Yeah. I don't know, I just think, well... He can't defend, though. Yeah. I don't know, but exciting times as a Broncos fan, I have to say. I fucking hate the Broncos, man. Yeah, well, I fucking hate the Parramatta Eels, and the Broncos are better than the Eels.
1: Not true. Last week was an anomaly. Well, clearly was not. Where are you guys
0: sitting on the ladder again?
1: Uh, six plus one.
0: Nice. Where are we sitting? No, you just cheat. We're five minus one.
1: You have the same books as the Roosters. What do you mean
0: we cheat? You have the same books as the Roosters. No, we don't. We just know talent when we see it. You blokes don't. You guys so do just let them all go. No, nah. like Nathan Brown.
1: No, nah, we didn't let Nathan Brown go. You just don't pick him anymore. He's just not good enough. He come <laughs> oh, Who's he better it, than? Give it a f-
0: the fucking kid.
1: No, nah, he's not there anymore. Jacob Arthur. You got dropped. Did you got dropped for?
0: <laughs> no, boy can Oh, oh <laughs> so it f- isn't Mister Anti Vax himself?
1: Anti Vax is better than Nathan Brown.
0: No, he's not.
1: Trust him, Brad Arthur. Oh, shut
0: your lips. That's the worst thing I've heard you say. You don't get it. <sighs> it's
1: like New South Wales. You don't, he's, they don't get Origin Footy.
0: Oh, uh, you just don't get it. I do get it. There's a bigger picture. Serial pretenders.
1: Please. We only play the games when they count. We're waiting for the
0: finals. Wake, wake moving me up. On, in, moving on to other dumb things. Wake me up in September. Green the day. dumbest sporting injuries of all time. Ricky so we saw on the weekend Ricky, Ricky Stewart Stewart's pop his calf. calf celebrating oh a my god, That's four to I've six got weeks. A, I've, got a, I've got a couple of other great examples. Surprise me. Uh, JT in the 2015 grand final after kicking the winning field goal. Headbutted one of his teammates, split his eye open.
1: Nice. Nice. Tommy Turbo... Doing his cuff during pre-season in the shower. Slipping over in the shower.
0: I did not know that. Yeah. Aaron Baines did a similar thing in Tokyo. Slipped over on tile and yeah. like actually fucked himself up.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. I actually remember that story. It's- that's actually quite scary,
0: like a genuine spinal cord injury. Yeah, yeah. So he's just re- he's just actually just signed with the Brisbane, Brisbane Bullets. Bullets. What a guy! Yeah. So he did try and make an, NRO, uh, an NBA comeback, which would have been sick. Would have been great to see. I do reckon there could have been a few teams that could have used him, but he's I mean he's thirty seven or something now, so good at finish finish his career back here in Australia, which would be nice. Um, Hassan Ali, opening fast bowler for Pakistan. What happened? He does this celebration. Like this explosion thing. Where yeah, I can see it anyway. anyway, and he flung his arms back, tore his pec. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're bad injuries too, pecs. That's
0: like 8 to 12. Yeah, months. Yeah. Nah. Pecs? Nah, it's 8 to 12 weeks. Weeks. Still? That's quarter of a year. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's long enough to fuck your season. So, um, yeah, they're the, just a the few of the examples. I'm sure there's more. If anyone else wants to send some uh, some great examples of dumb sporting injuries in, let us know. I'm sure there'll be some little nuggets of gold from local sporting events and shit.
1: Oh, like my ankle last year.
0: What'd you do? Uh,
1: ran Harry Baird out first. And oh, I, the and sniper. Then put, and then put my foot through the pothole that's next to the pitch. Nice, nice. And like, I'm not kidding, guys. Like my actual shin, not the abbreviated one. <laughs> about halfway up, hit the grass.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's how deep I went in there. It was, like, was so good. We were still watching that video weeks after. I remember we went to recovery like two weeks later, and we were pulling it up on the YouTube on YouTube on the TV at the recovery place. That
1: recovery place underrated. Fucking cold though.
0: It was fucking cold. <laughs> Very cold. Never go Shannon with sticks. Great idea. Never go with Brad Bradford. Nah, he's a child. A suck. <laughs> Little wuss. Uh, you got anything else you want to cover this week? Um,
1: do, do we do we mention the Pride stuff?
0: Fuck. I can't believe we've actually forgotten about that. Well, we yes. tried to
1: record earlier and I had this really, like, cool and smooth opener and then it wasn't really cool and smooth because our mics weren't recording.
0: Yeah, which was perfect. So, so
1: where, where do you want to draw the, the, the triple standard? So, so I, it, I think, yeah, As part of their religion.
0: As as Everyone probably knows referencing the uh, Manly as right now wearing a, a pride jersey with the rainbows. They then had seven players come out and say that they will not play the game that's, if they're going to wear the jersey. So that's
1: where they draw the line, and that's, that's okay. And it's, they've cited religious reasons, but using their religious reasons, they can't be playing at Manly, man. Like the, their main sponsor, Points Bet, is a gambling company. The stadium sponsor is Four Pines, which is an alcoholic beverage company. So why are they drawing the line at,
0: um, like, gay pride? I don't know. And look, maybe their religion is different and, you know, whatever, but I I really just, <coughs> I, I absolutely see where you're coming from. That I, And, I mean, it's not something that I agree in. And it's, not, I really, it's not really my opinion either. I actually, quite, I actually quite like what uh, Trent Robertson came out and said, that he can't believe that in the year 2022 we're still having this conversation. That we accept people for being different races, we accept people for having different religions, but we can't accept people for yeah. having different sexuality. I just don't understand it, and it's it, it's something that I grew up with because I have a relative that is gay, and it's just uh, like Same People just Great look clothes. at them, look at them sideways, and you just don't understand. I can't believe that you know, 2022, where all anyone ever bangs on about. Is equality and making sure that everyone gets a fair crack and everyone's treated equally and shit like that. And these blokes won't even run out on a park because they've got a couple of different colours on their jersey. But oi, I reckon the jersey looks alright. The jersey looks great, and I think it was a really good initiative. And again, like Des Hasler came out and said, the intentions right. by everyone involved were all good. No one meant for this kind of thing to happen. It's unfortunate, and it does seem like Manly have handled it poorly in the formative stages of this idea, not collaborating with the players enough. Yeah,
1: see, that's the big thing. Just so give them a heads up, so then you can just like make up some bullshit.
0: Yeah, and, beca- and then I actually... And look, as soppy as this is going to sound, it kind of means more. Look, it, it's all good for some multi... Billionaire to come out and say, "Well, you know what? I'm I'm saying that we're wearing a rainbow jersey this week." But what if it, the idea got put to the players and they had some input into what the jersey looked like or when they wore it, or you know, it, it probably then you know touches on it touches more people and well, even like in your case, people care
1: like they could have family members that are part of that kind of movement. Exactly right, and, and they pe- could have time to get the there. other
0: dumb thing is that it's women in round. Yeah. Uh, women in league round do it on round. a random round do it like do it on some other random round do it in a round Galen said that dude
1: that bloke's been punched in the head that many times and he could still make sense that that was not the right time
0: to do it nah so and again like obviously another great example where you know we all come together and like men and women are all celebrated equally let the, let the girls have their day. Like I just don't understand why you would pick this weekend. And
1: there's some to cool, do This of all things. There's been some great stuff on the women in league. Actually, the the intro before this game had one of the South Sydney girls. Yep. Good listen.
0: Yeah, and the, um, they had an interview before with the um, the first female referee in the men's yep. league that she made a refereeing debut three years ago. I think. Yeah. yeah four she's years been again.
1: fucking terrible.
0: So I I just think it was uh, poorly executed. Um, but it, it, I don't think it excuses the players from what they've done because this is a must-win game for Manly. They lose tonight, Jeez. which they're going to. They're probably out for the year. Oh, it looks good for my bet though. And um, oh, I just, yeah, I can't believe that in the year twenty twenty two, we're still having this discussion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's probably. I don't really have a strong opinion anyway. I don't it's... want to
0: have a stronger opinion on it than that. But that is probably. I what... don't understand the depths of their religious beliefs and things like that. That's where I land though. But yeah, so to the me, positive to, to come out of the whole thing, and he's actually about to run on now is that the grand ch- uh, the grandson of Bob Fulton. Fulton is about to or he's making his NRL debut for Manly tonight. Zach, That's cool, which is sick. So and he's only just recently passed away, I think.
1: Tree trunks for legs, this brother.
0: Um, yeah, blokes seriously built like a brick shithouse. I would not want to run into him anywhere. So even good luck with rainbows on him, good luck to him and. Um, that's got to be sick for the Fulton family. Yeah. He's running out, playing at fucking um, Man, Four Park where there is a Bob Fulton stand. Yeah. That'd be pretty bad. So, good on them. But uh, otherwise, we might just leave that point there, I reckon. No, It doesn't really uh, require any more comment, I wouldn't have thought.
1: No, I've got nothing constructive to add.
0: Cool. Um, well, guys, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, if you've got any segment ideas... Oh, yeah,
1: actually, just quickly. Oh, yeah, go on. So... Again, this is on our episode that never made the air. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, let's have a, We're gonna start a topic like debate. So we'll we'll start with like a, we'll pick a sport, the greatest of all time,
0: and the most talented of all time. versus
1: the most talented of all time. So did is, we do?
0: Did we cover the cricket in an episode that actually went on air? I don't think so. So who? We'll just quickly we'll do cricket as an example. So for me. Uh, Don Bradman is the best cricketer of all time he's the GOAT he, uh, like it's just not even a he could
1: be the GOAT of sport
0: yep yeah.
1: he's yeah. that good at cricket that it made it to America
0: and they still consider him one of the greatest of all time um, in sport so he's the greatest of all time the most talented I would say is either Shane Warne who was the best at the hardest craft of yeah. the sport or Gary Sobers who was absolutely elite at doing four different things? So I would say Sobers, and I wouldn't argue
1: because I initially thought
0: punter, and then you brought up Sobers. I'm like, oh,
1: that's a that's a flavour of the month that I yeah. like
0: because Gary Sobers averaged 58 with the bat and could bowl on uncovered wickets, and could bowl with both arms.
1: Elite both arms, meds
0: and spin the guy's just and captained his country held the highest test score for about 50 years not quite 50 years about 30 the bloke's just a genuine gun so most talented of all time in the cricket space Garfield Sobers for me
1: tell us uh, tell us what you think I'll chuck, a, I'll chuck something up on Instagram um, just want to make a public apology in advance for any of you that follow my personal account I am going to let the dogs out all weekend for my brother's bucks um, you've
0: got a few bucks parties I'll get yours coming up it's going to be ugly I'm going to
1: get ya. <laughs> sleep with your eyes open,
0: dogs. <laughs> I might just not sleep. It might be the safest option.
1: I don't think you'll have a choice if you sleep or not. That's yeah, fair.
0: <laughs> uh, guys, well, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, like I started saying before I was rudely interrupted, feel free to hit us up on social media if you've got any segment ideas, topics that you want to bring up, anything that you've uh, you know, felt like we've excluded or you just want to comment on some of the shit chat that we've come up with. Um Probably Instagram is probably the best way to reach us, at Armchair Critics. Send us an email if you really want to, armchaircritics at outlook.com. Guys, we appreciate you all getting around us, especially all you guys over in Brussels. I assume you're all still listening. Um, Sean, thanks for joining us again, mate. All good. Uh, Do you have a riddle? Oh, what was the riddle that we put out last time? Dude, you're the riddle master. (sighs) Which is ironic with my surname. Isn't it? Fuck. Um... I reckon... Just if there's uh, any Adelaide how listeners. Is, how is seven different from the rest of the numbers between one and ten? Oh, yeah, yeah. That seven has two syllables and all the other numbers have one. to Ten. So, what... Okay, and the next riddle, what comes once in a minute, <laughs> twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years? <laughs> One of the great riddles.
1: I want to open that up at the cricket presentation. Don't I? What co- no, I don't what the I'll just is.
0: repeat that for everyone. What comes once in a minute, twice in a moment, but never in a thousand years? And it's not Sam. No, because he comes twice in a minute.
1: <laughs> anyway, All right, let's All right, leave guys, it
0: there. We'll leave it there. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week.